0: Ah grog hey everyone it's a Sideship podcast i'm peter fickling and as always i'm joined by carrie Woolworths and matthew weir
1: um guys how are you doing good yeah very good how are you
0: top of the world yeah i've had a uh thursdays i get to spend a lot of time with my little boy mm-hmm. uh so um i got to be terrified watching him perch at the top of a, a giant climbing frame with no ability to reach him but you know
2: this happens a lot,
1: doesn't yeah, it? No, it does. I think he's trying to get away from Peter.
0: <laughs> yeah. He does a terrifyingly good job at <laughs> getting away from me, um, and so now I now I'm very much glasses half full. Look at my kind of you know a mm. prodigiously capable little climbing boy, rather than before I would just sort of sort of, sort of try and hide my terror.
1: <laughs> That's good that he's doing that. Yeah, to be encouraged.
0: As um, people have heard me do many times, I'm more than happy to take my lead from them. Um, Warbis Towers when it comes to good parenting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm now imagining you, Peter, at the foot of this climbing frame, sort of with your knees knocking together and crying whilst he's like the adult up above.
0: Do you remember there was a trend in the 1990s for kind of very baggy trousers? Mm. And I, I had to do a big speech um, on stage in front of just, you know, hundreds of people at the BBC. Mm. And I was wearing these kind of trendy, at the time, sort of baggy flannel trousers mm. and I could feel my knees touching either edge of the trouser <laughs> fabric and they were shaking so wildly and I got off stage and my colleagues were kind of like wow you know you were so calm but I just I couldn't believe how I faked it I was absolutely bricking it
2: great the baggy trousers just disguised your nervousness. maybe this is I need to get the fashion back because it
0: worked yeah. then you know, my my addiction to lycra is uh, you know giving me no room to or what you know
2: no room to you know <laughs> those spandex <laughs> pants you go to work in now are just they're never going to hide you they? <laughs> yeah, they won't belie your nervous state you know what people might not know
0: is we don't we never have the webcams on it's always just mm-hmm. um, audio so could Kerry and Matthew give good pod with the sight of me jiggling around inside a sack of lycra <laughs> in every week I doubt they could
2: Well, we're in, I mean, the temperatures have finally dropped here, so we could turn cams on. I'm no longer topless. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that would, no, no, no. Let's not risk it, eh, Kerry?
1: No, thank (laughs) you, no. Uh, I would, but my bandwidth doesn't cope with it, but I might treat myself to a new laptop in the new year. So Mm. it could be cams on, Lycra, Akimbo, anything goes.
0: At least it's an alternative revenue stream as well. We can kind of like, you know, cam it up, <laughs> um, <laughs> set it on the dark web.
2: Just to circle back to your original question, Peter, I'm good too. I've been looking after multiple children, but I get to give them back.
0: Yeah, and get money for it as well.
2: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: So do you think subconsciously are kind of rather, uh, and, uh, our rather unusual, uncharacteristically long uh, sort of early pod ramble, Mm. Is a kind of unconscious desire to avoid talking about what was for me quite a problematic
2: week,
1: Peter. Every week is problematic for you. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was, yeah. I'm. Care is saying what I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> am I? I mean, am I too? curmudgeonly? you are a bit. Can you? Right, let's change things up a bit. What did you love or like about the week? Let's start there. Okay, so
0: I you know i guess it's kind of muscle memory there is a sort of even if i know it's nonsense there is a kind of sort of like familiar buzz from hearing oliver and Mm. eddie sort of do their act sort of like roll out the old stick. um i did quite enjoy hearing harrison being told off Mm -hmm. and hear him crawling to mom um -hmm. and i also i think i got it wrong I believed that Natasha was playing everyone on Bridge Farm and it was all a big act I thought it was all a big she was trying to wind them up to kind of pay Tom Mm. back
2: oh I think I think she was doing that for sure yeah
0: but but she's carrying it all the way through because she was talking to Adam about it as well
1: yeah I think it might have begun as a bit of a wind up you know right I'll show you and now she's just running with it and going well if you're going to walk over me in this way i'm going to really take it to its furthest end and get what i want out of it and i bloody love her for that
2: and there was that slight arrogance of helen at the beginning of the week when she was talking to john and she went Mm -hmm. well you know she doesn't understand aspects of farming she doesn't get cows and -hmm. she doesn't understand aspects of our family and it's like i think natasha's just looked at it and just thought what a dysfunctional bunch we've got here. Let's just play one off against the other. It's almost Game of Thrones-esque, like she's pulling oh.
1: all the strings. And and Helen's tone at that point was really brilliantly horrific, I thought. And when she was saying that, I was thinking, hang on a minute, how about Lee? Does he get farming much? Uh, <laughs>
2: not really. I'd love to see Lee try his hand at farming. <laughs> He comes back
1: with an arm missing.
2: Helen, I've had a problem with the combine
1: harvester. <laughs> I mean, I know he's not really trying to get farming much, but I just thought, yeah, she sounded awful, Helen, at that moment. Uh, but yeah, Natasha, good on her. She she seems to be wanting to put her fruit press um, attached to any dwelling she can come across Really, she's with a laser measurer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, other than the packing shed, isn't it? She's got a, she's got something against the packing shed.
1: Oh, yeah. so she's
2: walk she's walking around with these you know, you know in that movie Aliens where they all drop onto that planet and they've all got laser guided gun sights coming through the mist. That's how I imagine Natasha mm-hmm. is wandering around the farm, just going in and out of buildings, sizing them up. I mean yeah.
0: it, it, for a family who are so dedicated to their business and nothing, you know, like the the brand, the famous Bridge Farm brand. Uh, does it not seem reasonable that one of the family's business interests is slightly more important than Tony's train set? Oh,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, she put the Willers up him, didn't she? Because she just walked in and just went, "Nice train sets, Tony. Would be a shame if something was to happen <laughs> to all of them." And then he got, then he went to Pat, and Pat was, you know, had to be mum, mother to him, and just say, "Well, she can't do anything unless we let her."
1: I know. Tony was awful i quite liked how natasha was saying that she really liked the little trees and the little things around the sides yeah. of the train tracks uh, but essentially yeah she was sussing out where her fruit press would be going <laughs> and i was just interested in his um the tractor that he she was saying oh couldn't, couldn't that just go in the machine room or machine shed and he was like no it's a classic Fordson Major. And I looked oh, them yes. up on eBay. eBay, <laughs> uh, They do they do exist. They are proper old school tractors like you would have as a child. I don't know, okay. 50s or something as I a toy. I thought it was going to
2: be far darker than that. And that was the one that crushed John.
1: Oh, uh, no, it wasn't. I think someone on Twitter did point out that it was a different type. Maybe it was a Massey Ferguson or something.
2: Well, the... the oh God. People are probably... It, Podders, um, uh, pod listeners who know the archers historically better than me will remember. Um, but there was a there was a gaff on the wedding day of Tom and Kirsty, wasn't it? That they the tractor that they took him oh. around the town in was the same model as the one that crushed John. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it was never going to go well after that, was it?
1: Oh, yeah, that is doomed, isn't it? But they're three grand on eBay those classic Fords and Majors. I might get one. The Fordson Super Major is about double the price in case you are even considering one of those.
2: That's when you really want to pull, isn't it?
1: <laughs> oh, and also, sorry. Um, when he said uh, I take it out on special occasions, what what is a special occasion where you take your tractor out? <laughs> um, for Tony? What does yeah, he mean?
2: I don't know. Um <laughs> Does he take I, I it out for know.
1: dinner or something? <laughs>
2: yeah when he's going down to underwood's to um to buy some new uh, underwear
1: i just had visions of him on this tractor for a special occasion
2: i guess maybe you know when he's every now and again maybe the first um first week of the harvest or something very strange
1: what and he takes it out into his own field and then puts yes. it back again not yeah. careering round lanes. He's oh. not
2: doing drive-bys around Ambridge, is he? <laughs> I mean, he probably could in a tractor. Harrison would never catch him
1: mm. along the bypass. Yeah. Have mm. you
0: have you ever heard anything more pathetic than at the end when Tony they were kind of like they they were sort of moving on. They were all moving back into the house, and he's like, "I'll just I'll just get the the the, the, the trains back into the sheds."
1: Yeah, I've got to get it somewhere and into the siding thought just look it up you prick and put it in
2: <laughs> it was pat again there wasn't it she went half an hour did you hear me tony mm. and he was like yeah i've just got to get them all back around the tracks i was like can you just pick them up you are like I'm, exactly. you're basically like gulliver <laughs> just pretend you're godzilla and pick yeah. the train up and like Rrr. but That's what do. i mean
1: he's a very pathetic man isn't he at times and you can sort of almost hear his dick sort of shrinking up into his body when anyone sort of tries to I don't know. that's
2: been in its siding for 30 years
1: <laughs> because he also said to um natasha that pat suggested i put my train track not out of the house and into this shed and he thought suggested yeah i can just imagine what pat idea of suggesting something is Natasha
2: said something to that effect didn't she was like oh did she
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) I bet she did oh yeah yeah Pat's awful 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 that awful you know the lunch she was preparing that I wish we'd been privy to a bit more to round the dinner table um can you imagine being at that table with pat hosting and the frostiness and them really bristling about natasha and helen there and was lee a, sitting there oh, yeah well God. even
2: even prior to the to the meal there was that mention the fact that helen was gonna was mm. gonna go and round up lee and the boys and i had this vision of them all running wild in the field and they have them having to get best the sheepdog to bring them all back in like scurrying with their tongues hanging out the left hand side of their mouth across the there, field
1: there's so much side about everybody natasha went she was being quite pleasant actually she was being nice to tony about the miniature trees and what have you she then went into the kitchen and said anything i can do and pat said oh you could lay the table and he and pat sort of went helen was supposed to do that but she somehow got sidetracked or something. yes
2: yeah there's it there's an edge isn't there yeah always it's it's not a happy house right sorry the 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 thing about natasha is
0: is that you don't have to wonder what her agenda is you don't have to wonder what she's thinking or what she's up to she's told everyone i want these spaces for you know uh, my business whether or not it's to wind tom to wind tom up or not is a different different matter but all of them it's all duplicitous and two-faced mm-hmm. and scheming all within this tiny little business, and this tiny little family, how they can all have these different agendas. You'd, mm. you'd think that it would be very, anyway, I'm just saying like I do, uh, Kerry, you know, Kerry, you and I have talked about the value of honesty many, many times. I think Matthew has uh, as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, Natasha, Natasha, no one needs to worry. What you yep. see is what you get. And, and actually, even though it sounds quite awkward when you hear her kind of arguing with sausage boy again, like, he doesn't have to, if he's in a doghouse, he knows he's in a doghouse. If he's in a good book, he knows. So what a nice life.
2: I know. Apparently, Tom has come round to Natasha's way of thinking, which means she's she's chipping away and she's already got him on side. But last week, it was almost like she was being dragged down there under duress, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And so now she's decided, well, if you're going to do this, then you're going to do it on my terms, but I am. it's going to be death by a thousand cuts.
1: Mm. I know I mean why can't they just speak about it
2: well as as adam said you know obstructive family he could write a book on obstructive family members you'd have to uh, chop him down first and then yeah. turn him into paper <laughs> Do
0: you think that was the theme of the week? Was just like the in every you had all these different plots where people just were not were not being straight when they could have been. So for instance, you had Oliver with, you know, Oliver missed the opportunity to be straight with Eddie. And then of course you had Linda um and Kirsty being, mm. you know, first of all, let's let's take it seriously. Let's not even bother with how ridiculous it was, but like unless you want to. But um, you know, just this ridiculous Attempt to, sub- to sort of like r- railroad um, Roy's holiday plans for a stupid Christmas panto or whatever it's called.
1: Yeah. And, you know, all of it's like that, isn't it, really? You know, Eddie not listening to Clary and none of them, are st- well, I was going to say none of them are straight talking people, but you've just said that Natasha is, but hardly any of the main Archer's family, uh, other main characters are straight. And I mean straight as in direct. Maybe
0: uh, maybe Ruth.
1: Um mm. oh, reaching. I'm reaching, aren't I? I mean this. I'm
0: trying I, would, I was trying to think about it.
2: How would you react if you found out that a colleague that you know had gone to the boss and was actively trying to f- up your holiday?
1: Oh God.
0: I would kill them. I mean, you know in nineteen ninety nine I had a colleague who was she was um had a all singing, all dancing trip to the Sydney Olympics booked for the, for 2000 and coming to, up towards the end of the year, our boss said to her that she couldn't go on it. And I remember being at, and she, she canceled her holiday. She canceled this trip of a lifetime. And I remember being absolutely incandescent with rage on her behalf that she could have this trip taken from her by her work, which she'd booked in good faith months before, so that's how angry I was about, you know, on behalf of someone else. So I don't know how angry I would be. Well,
1: can <laughs> you please kill Linda in that case, Peter? <laughs>
2: so is she, we you can, consider you can choose she is. your method. The, she is the the godmother of all of this, you think, obviously, because she's sending Kirsty out to do this well, dirty work.
1: there's a whole list of times where Linda was an absolute. You know what I would like to say there, but perhaps I won't. It begins with C, anyway curmudgeon that's it because <laughs> when Roy said he was going to his dad's for New Year's she said but you must cancel oh that's a nice reaction isn't it that's normal she then told Kirstie I feel utterly betrayed what's so attractive about Birmingham at New Year awful
2: I did like the fact that Kirsty came back and said well that's Judas for you yes
1: that was great <laughs> Um, To Lillian, she said, um, you know, first of all, Bert's died. And now Judas is insisting on spending New Year with his family. Horrific. To Kirsty, she said um, she insists she'll see her later, even though Kirsty was trying to say she wasn't available. And then didn't listen to Roy and just went something like, uh, now you've let us down so badly. And he went, well, actually, I haven't. I was coming to tell you that I'm going to be here so she is horrendous this week i cannot bear her
0: and we definitely got a a nod that she had called mike and you know wangled him or given him dangled the offer of a cheap room to try and that was oliver
1: though
0: that was oliver that did that oliver
1: did that oliver was a darling and he did that off his own back
0: oh i thought that was linda i thought that had been linda's um
1: uh, fine works no 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 there was nothing uh, fine about linda this week nothing
2: the thing about that as well just quickly when when oliver left that call for mike if if the um if your son's employer calls you out the blue and says it's oliver sterling here call me back as soon as you can you basically think your son's dead don't yes. you
1: <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah
2: Wouldn't I mean... you say something i mean i know he was a little bit flustered because he's got you know the whole thing with ed with eddie and mm-hmm. the panto and stuff but wouldn't you just say like oh it's i'd like to catch up and chat about something give me a bell it's about christmas
1: Rather, or it's about yeah New Year, you know mike nothing call me back about. roy is
2: dead nothing
0: important <laughs> Yeah, imagine the disappointment to finding out roy's still alive
2: you know mike's like <laughs> final like, shot of him do you think there's any possibility that Vicky will turn out to be Victoria, the slave master, and Blake will be at the hotel, and the whole thing will just oh, God, fall into please.
1: place? Something like that. <laughs> it's not, though, is it? No. <laughs> uh, I, hope get,
0: I hope we get them all back. That'll be a nice treat. That was yeah. There's a bit of positivity from me. I was quite excited about the thought of having um, mm. Vicky back.
2: Kirsty gave it a good go, though, didn't she? I mean, when she was, um, she was saying like, "Well, I've noticed on the roster that it'll just be Kathy." And Oliver was like, "Are you saying, are you saying Kathy's shit?" And she was like, "No." And then she was like, "Okay, what can I say next?" And she mm. went, "Well, after my slave master husband blew up the hotel, we can't risk any more bad reputation for Grey Gables." <laughs> <laughs> and he, then he was and the bit I loved about Oliver was in the end he just went, what "What's it got to do with you?"
1: Kirstie? Yes. Yeah. He was great this week, all round.
0: It's also, w- would she not get a massive telling off from him if she for trying to kind of you know, uh, well, everything we're criticising Linda for. It's like just a second, you're trying to, you're trying to mess with the rotor of the, of the mm. of our business to try and because you're secretary for a mad old cow who's we trying to get her panto off the ground. So, yeah. I like think, uh, what are we supposed to call it? The the the, um, the
1: mysteries. And the, mystery, the passion.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's the activity and the passion and they're all part of the mysteries, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they're are a mystery, to be honest. I
2: thought one you. of um, Kirsty's earlier plans might have been to catfish Roy into thinking he had a definite shag that would keep <laughs> him in Ambridge. So she was going to create a fake persona on one of these bloody shagger apps he's on and uh,
1: convince him to stay. But no, it mm-hmm. wasn't that, sadly. No. I mean, cursed is she that thick? Honestly. Could she not have just yes. said, No, I'm not doing that, Linda? And you know, all this bloody stuff with Philip and Blake.
2: She's has... got nothing else to do, has she? By her own admission.
1: Yeah, that is true. She needs to get all over the bloody rewilding or some she needs something in her life, doesn't she? She got
2: she got excited by a kestrel, for God's sake. I mean, if you go for a walk in the countryside, which is where they live, Kestrels are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. And she was talking about it like she'd, I don't know, seen a dodo. (laughs) You'd have to class that as a result in Willy (laughs) Weldington. If a dodo showed up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hats off to Rex for that one. Didn't Mm. see that. Even Robin might be impressed at that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Look, under these brambles.
2: (laughs) Listen, I know you've brought back an extinct bird, but I'm having lunch with a celebrity i'm having lunch with salt bay this week so i can't come
1: down (laughs) oh dear yeah i do you know i actually really enjoyed the bit where kirsty and rex were in the secret garden and were chatting to each other about the various creatures and flora and fauna and what have you i I actually like that
0: the rewilding is definitely something, definitely one of the kind of agricultural plots that I've, you know, my ears perk up. It's, you know, some of the other, some of the other stuff is a bit of a snooze fest, which is obviously sort of aimed at the farmers. But the rewilding is, is fascinating, isn't it? The whole, the whole concept.
2: Yeah, I, after I, l- I re-listened today um, when I accidentally mm. gave myself three hours at work to <laughs> listen to it when I went into work when I didn't need to. And um, I actually sat there thinking, I wouldn't mind doing rewilding, actually, if I went back to England and found myself living in the countryside. That mm. sounds like something I'd like to do.
1: I mean, it sounds like you don't really have to do much. Do you? you just sort of let arable go wild.
2: So it's a bit like not mowing the lawn.
1: <laughs> yeah, you watch it happen. <laughs> so then there are brambles, butterflies, birds, mice, voles, bugs, beetles, goldfinch. Oh, a charm of goldfinches, wasn't it? Uh, yes. That, that they found enchanting. And they definitely were bonding a bit, weren't they together? Did you not feel that there was a bit of?
2: Yes, I've chemistry. written here, Christian Rex, uh, question mark, exclamation mark in my notes. Mm. Um, but, you know, they've always, there's that connection with the the, the nature side of things.
1: Yeah. Um, Rex came across, I thought, really thoughtful and reflective and sensitive in that passage.
0: What's the collective noun for archers, for the archers family? A twat of archers. A twat of archers, <laughs> a
2: smug of archers.
1: A smug of archers is quite good.
2: Yeah, a smug of archers that works.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that wasn't. No, actually, you 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 both talked me around, I feel like there actually there was quite a lot of positive stuff because I I enjoyed that as well. Like if I when I was kind of successfully ignoring Kirsty, I was kind of buying into um, uh Rex's enthusiasm. Mm. I mean his enthusiasm. I mean it was it could only it was, the only person who matched it really was um Eddie as he sort of uh absolutely crushed any attempts by Oliver to sort of um, get in the way of his dream of the big of the (laughs) Grundy going to the ball
2: what's happening there is that someone pretending to be stupid so they get what they want or is he just just oblivious to the fact that he's trying to cancel because you know that there are people that will pretend to not understand what you're trying to tell them in order to get their own way Do you
1: mean mean when Oliver was saying, you do realise this is contingent upon... Well, it wasn't uh, even
2: that. Prior to that, when he was saying, like, no, no, Eddie, and he was like, "Oh, the ballroom. And Oliver was already saying no, and he wasn't hearing it. So is he deliberately not hearing it?
1: I I didn't like that because he was taking advantage of Oliver's kindness, and it felt horrible, I thought. Yes. And you know, he's already
2: he, when he sent him down to the bull to pretend to be sad for Jolene and um, Jolene and Kenton, that was that was enough when he he didn't know how to act sad.
0: There's a lot of that recently, isn't there? You've got Kirsty acting as proxy for Linda, you've got Oliver acting as a proxy for um Eddie.
1: All perfectly normal things that would happen in any of our lives. And
0: they all behave, yeah. Yeah. And, and there was um one of the things that kind of irritated me slightly about the whole thing with Eddie is if you've accepted that you've got grundies coming into the building to party, does it really matter which room it is or how big it is? If anything, put them in the biggest room, because then you've got a hope of containing them. They'll all be, you know, you can shut the doors and hope the noise doesn't escape. If you had them in the smallest room, that's where when it's going to be most likely they're going to start Joe Grundying all the way all the way around the building and getting up to mischief. If you assume that they're as bad as, you know,
1: everyone fears. But bless Oliver he thought it was an intimate family affair. And he was going to put them in a room that was something like two metres by four metres or something. <laughs> <laughs> Six it sounded by four. like a bloody cupboard. It was Matthew's pantry.
2: <laughs> well, come on. You've seen my pantry. You've been inside my pantry,
1: Kerry. I have. Um, um, yeah. But so I think Oliver, he's been a bit naive, hasn't he? He should have just set things out completely rigidly. Like, you've got this room. You've got to use the bar. You can't bring your own. Um, any catering, you've got to get in. You can have a maximum of 30 guests. <laughs> but none of that happened, did it? It was just because uh, he said himself, didn't he? You know, I don't really quite understand how it happened. One minute I'd offered him a meeting room. I looked at my phone and the next thing I knew, Eddie was booking the ballroom somehow.
0: I'd rented
2: them my house. And the next minute, they're living there for close to two decades. Yes, even Roy had to point that out to him, didn't he? He was like, "Well, you—they are—you know—you are living in your own house."
1: Yeah, I want to repay them the kindness they've shown me of living in my own home.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there was. Yeah, I did feel that. Like he mentioned the ballroom, and before he could even finish the sentence, Eddie was Eddie was away with it. I didn't like that thing with Roy where he was being really lovely to Eddie's face. And then the moment he went away, Oliver floated the idea of giving them a room, at gray Gables. And Roy was like, what the Grundy's, why yeah. would you do that? And I was like, Oh, shut up. You twat. Like what I question for both of you. And maybe there is some external fan fiction site out there, or even the BBC might have it. What does Roy wear to work at his job? Do you think?
1: well he's in a hotel isn't he uh... is he smart is he smart casual or do you think he's
2: kind of like little tight imperial um star wars collar number or is he um suit and suit shirt tie
0: i don't like roy so i'm i'm putting him in one of those horrible kind of like faux victorian kind of um uh you know basically looks like a snoop a, a snooker player from the 70s
2: <laughs> okay, I like that. With ah. like a big frilly... Um, Frontage. What, what is yeah. that called, that thing? It's got a name, has not it? Ooh, I don't know. Of, and it was always nicotine stained in the 70s. was oh. it? Yeah. What's that? That's my memory of those what, what
1: was those frilly down the front of your shirt things? Do you mean? Yes. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. what You said cummerbund then, didn't you, Peter? But that's round your belly, isn't it? Yeah. I hope he's got a cummerbund on. <laughs>
0: Uh, just in case no one knows this, it's just one of those facts you need to know. You know that Bill Werbeneck used to be able he used to tax deduct his beer consumption because it stopped him having the DTs and the shakes when he was playing.
1: Oh, oh he okay. drank a lot, didn't he? He had a he would need a big cummerbund, he would.
0: Yeah. Chain smoking and drinking is based through every match. So for instance, Who's got so? Jacob takes himself far too seriously, but ultimately there is some jeopardy to what he does. Like a slip of the hand, and he can kill someone's much beloved pet. I mean, jobs like mine, jobs like Roy's, they just don't matter. So when someone takes them quite so seriously, it it's always kind of like you know it sheds a very bad light on them in uh-huh. in, my, in my book. Roy's way too serious about his his role, you know. Yeah. At Grey Gables.
1: Like when Tracy was on the phone and he came steaming over, didn't he? Saying, I've told you about having personal phone calls. And she was like, Well, it was Linda. And she rang me. So, and it's about a thing you're in. So I thought you'd So be I'm a...
0: Tracy and everyone likes me. So, you know, back off.
2: Do we, do you think that's, they're setting us up to love Roy as Judas then, being this kind of character? I like the way that Tracy characterizes, like, Oh, you're playing the baddie. It was fantastic. Mm, yeah, um, she's not
0: wrong. I mean, I th- you know, it's not controversial, is it?
2: <laughs> well, Lin- Linda suggested there were, there were that Judas was more complex than that, didn't she? But that might fit into Judas. Um, Judas, uh, Linda, being a dick again, mm. as you said. I like the way also that there, um, the whole God thing was continuing throughout this week. I mean, I don't know if we've still got any religious. F- uh, listeners because oh. Kerry decided to tweet out this week that there is no God yeah. um through our official Twitter account. I so, was shocked. Um, <laughs> I, well, I, mean, what. I mean, you know, <laughs> I get out of work, I open Twitter, and it's like a bombshell.
1: <laughs> Look, I just put there is no God in capital letters. How do you like them apples? It was just a sort of um rhetoric it's not a rhetorical question. It's almost a rhetorical statement. What I really meant by that was, to Linda, um, you know, you're seeking this thing that perhaps doesn't even exist. Mm. I
2: mean, wasn't the last pod titled God is Dead? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We've really set our stall out here, I think. But, I mean,
1: anyway. um... I mean, I am an atheist, but I wasn't necessarily speaking from my own perspective. I was sort of, it was supposed to be... um, Chucking that out there to Linda, yeah. So um, they didn't offend anybody with that. Their
2: options had dried up, hadn't they? Because they'd um, they'd been in touch. I mean, you know, if you if you're seeking someone to search anyone related to God, the last person you need to be speaking to is the Romans. And they rang Roman to ask him if he could suggest <laughs> anyone, um and he suggested last week this woman hmm. who'd been in Peaky Blinders and Sherlock. And she's already been snapped up by, oh geez, I was going to call it Hungerford's <laughs> Underwoods, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the Santa's um, Grotto. Yeah, so it's presumably,
2: like, she's playing a dead elf.
1: Yeah.
0: Carrie, <laughs> this is very gratifying. It's a return to form from Matthew after last week's Patagonia debacle. Yeah. So I'm no, so I'm enjoying
2: this. You know, I've had. I've I had actually laughed then.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've
2: had some wonderful pray, pat, Patagonia praise. Have that's you? Hard to say. Hang on, that's alliteration, isn't it? If I say I've had some profound Patagonia praise from people.
1: <laughs> can I ask as
2: well, why is the bull booked out for weeks upstairs?
1: Yeah, I did wonder that.
2: Because
0: it's a necessary sort of plot, isn't it? I mean, that's it. I mean, it's the boring answer. But. It's, it's. But the point you're making is the lack of consistency, right? Like, you know, the, the pendulum just swings wildly all over the place. Mm. Um, like, uh, you know, whenever you hear about um, these long-running serials, like, you know, whether it's uh, um, The Simpsons or whether it's like Cheers, the script the script writers tell you there's these kind of dossiers or personas written for all the different characters and all the different situations. And you'd think that it would just be sort of like the bull It's like, just for the sake of the audience and the sake of the ease of writing, the bull's always empty, the bull's always full, but it's just like, no, they're just whatever's needed to service the plot is what they chuck in. And it does kind of grate a bit. Yeah. And I'm not even that pedantic.
1: <laughs> the bull is fully booked and so is the village hall. Yeah. Who, who, who's who's in there and what are they doing? Do you think maybe Rob has booked the bull, the room above uh, the bull and he's living <laughs> there? <laughs>
0: Maybe if they played peanut rent for, for living in an absolutely huge house, they could maybe move a bit of furniture around and do it there. Yeah. Crazy idea. Or maybe if they had a huge field, they could chuck a marquee in there. Or, you know, yeah. anyway.
1: Or maybe if Eddie had actually listened to Clary, none of this would be f-ing happening and they'd just be having a nice little family gathering in their own home.
2: I do like the sound of what they're going to do, though, because they're bringing the cider, last mm. year's cider. Um... Uh, brew. They're going to. Oh, yeah. Fred is on decks, which I'm yeah. very excited about, with bringing his traveling road show. What's it called? Disco Biscuits. His <laughs> company. I Can't remember what it's called. <laughs> but I was hoping him, because there's like he's always really pissed off that Russ gets in on the act. I really want Russ to come out of the um, out of the shadows and turn out to be like some early nineties rave MC, <laughs> and he and he's going to get the crowd going in the ballroom i can't i don't know i'll 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 step aside to peter to do russ no 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 no
0: no no, no. not after (laughs) the vicious attacks on whatsapp about my impersonation skills they
1: were um, great we were praising your impersonations the queen last week he couldn't remember you had done any i i remembered
2: i i did mention yeah someone praised you on facebook sorry I'm, i'm not writing on the facebook right now but um someone did praise your impressions last week saying they'd made you laugh and i said do you mean peter's alan stroke leonard stroke harrison impression well you
0: know i mean i i I would call my style efficient as a response to that absolutely it's um i've got a i've got a theory maybe this whole plot maybe it's maybe it's going to go disastrously wrong at grey gables and maybe this will put a crack in the relationship between oliver and the grundies and to try and you know sort of sort out the house thing once and for all maybe it's going to be so raucous and so awful that actually you know Mm. oliver will will be sort of feel quite like you know feel like his generosity has been finally sort of exploited too much
1: yeah i think we all are supposed to worry about that But there's no way on the Archers they will allow such a momentous occasion as a 40th wedding anniversary vow renewal to not be lovely. If they were going to
0: screw with anyone, it might be the Grundies. And then we, you know, and then copy and paste all of our, you know, individual rants about uh, how fairly the Grundies are treated.
2: We've said that the, you know, the sign. The albatross has always been like, everything's going to be fine on the archers. Mm. This week it was Eddie saying, we'll behave. (laughs) I promise you. (laughs) And then it's just like cut to like, you know, ties around
1: the heads, the place on fire. (laughs) (laughs) He was the right cheeky sod when he sort of went... Oh, don't worry, Clary will be round there the next morning with a bucket, mop and bucket. I
0: know. Happy happy wedding anniversary. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah it's a bit shitty, isn't it? And like
2: Mia was the I like the way that Mia was brought in mm. towards the end of the week to just say, you know, this isn't right, what's happening? And if you don't like it, but and by the way, I'll tell you what, if I mean they've been amazingly COVID free in um in Ambridge. The quickest way to spread a Virus, a secondhand chocolate fountain. Yes,
1: that that someone's left in a barn.
2: I never touch those things when they're firsthand. Of course not. Might as well snog everyone at the wedding, which I've done.
1: Well, maybe,
0: maybe you know, maybe many a true word spoken in jest. That might be a very topical way of of um, bringing it back.
2: Well, I mean, there was that uh, Kerry, one mm. of the weeks that it was just me and you hosting. You had that fantasy that. Uh, Josh's eggs were going to give everyone at the Casey wedding the shits. Yes, and it didn't happen. No, <laughs>
1: but,
2: but may, maybe this is it. Maybe it'll be the chocolate fountain disaster.
0: Oh. I did look up um, earlier on while I was waiting for for um, you, you guys to come online. I did, uh, I did look up uh, per capita cases, and we are crazily high um, in terms of you know like how our COVID levels to the rest of the world so, see you in
2: december guys <laughs>
0: so yeah it's i mean it's quite it's quite um, it, you know it's it is weird that it hasn't what i know it's the bbc i know they have to be apolitical but it is it's not it's not a question of politics it's just a statement of facts is what i'm saying you know yeah, well they
1: mentioned they mentioned brexit haven't they recently um mm. uh, and someone ought to have covid or do a test or something some yeah, because
0: I, I have to get Cyrus tested every time he has a cough. And it's, it breaks my heart because it's like, he, he's, he's like, oh, where well, am I going to go and have the tickle test? It's like, yes, yeah, the tickle test. And off we go, mm. stick stuff up his nose.
2: Yeah. Wow. I, I was surprised today that um, when I come over at Christmas, I have to take a test. I can use my certificate to come in, but uh, on day two, I have to take a test. But yeah. I have to pay for that. Yes, you do. You don't have to pay for that in Portugal. Why am I paying for it in the UK? Uh, you are on the grift, and it's a way of them harvesting money. It's a total grift.
1: Oh God, yeah. When I went to Spain, I had to pay twice <sighs> out there and then back here. One That's was fifty nine quid, one was seventy nine quid.
0: I think, yeah. Hopefully, they would. They will have a. They will have a, a case in soon, just because it would. Be, you know, it needs to be talked about. If nothing else, just like you like you were hinting, just so that it kind of uh, keeps the whole thing thing relevant.
2: But it should have been birch,
0: shouldn't it? Well, I was about to crack a joke about you know Bert's last words was I can't taste my pint, oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> my pickled <Air>. egg. Yeah, <laughs> just something. Yeah, I like the way Rex said earlier in the week. You know, like what if you're going to go and if you're going to go, that's the way to do it. Choking on one of Jolene's dodgy pickled eggs.
1: <laughs> I thought that was lo- again lovely. I think I've been bewitched by Rex this week because he was saying some really nice things about you know his feelings for Bert and how content Bert was with the very simple things of life like you know roof over his head and his lovely Frida and friends in the pub um, Peter
2: Peter I think Kerry's missing Brian she's starting to fancy <laughs> Rex
0: <laughs> right, so he's, he's the methadone to the the raw hit of heroin that is Brian yeah,
2: where
1: is Brian
2: <laughs> yeah, well I tell you what while we don't have Brian we don't have Alice that
0: True. is a very good point um So who who is I mean, uh, I've been turned around on everything this week, like, you know, all the stuff that I thought was um, I was being negative about. You guys have proved me proved me wrong. Can you do the same trick for the Alice of the week, the kind of the the annoyance of the week that was Harrison being absolutely dog shit at his job?
1: No, Harrison and Kirsty were dim and dimmer, weren't they? Yeah, it was shocking. I mean. And Harrison's Harrison sort going, I'm so sorry, as if that's making anything OK.
2: wasn't just that, Kerry. In the first clip, he said to Inspector Norris, I'm really, really sorry. And then later he went, I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I was like, are you just trying to kill time here, bub? What the <laughs> f*** are you doing?
1: Yeah, but transpose sorry for stupid. And I would buy those lines, to be honest. Yeah, but the thing, yeah, I I guess the thing is,
2: yeah, it's you know they're stupid, and like you said, and then they're stupid talking to stupid. He should not mm. have told Kirsty, nope. but then Kirsty shouldn't have been stupid enough to be like, "I've devised this amazing <laughs> plan, Roy." <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, it's not like in the past I went round the streets <laughs> looking for them and, you know, I've got previous. It's not like I got previous, you know. It's my first time, obviously, being it's, sick of big shit. Is that <laughs> Leonard with a cold? Yeah. <laughs> One accent for everyone. That's yeah.
1: so good. Yeah, they fing deserve everything they get, those two, honestly. Just leave Philip alone. Leave him alone. He's got nothing to do, like just deal with Blake and and help him realize everything
0: maybe maybe even leave blake alone because he's already got some you know like you could i don't know i was about to personalize it but you know not not in a weird way but sort of like we all we all have those moments where you're just like you know what i'll tell you what a good example is you're walking down the street you see someone collapse and your instinct is to walk over and help and suddenly you think no they've already got three people around them they're doing a good job i'm just I'm just helping for the sake of helping now, and it's like, yes, no matter how much you, if Philip Harrison and Kirsty's desire to help Blake is to service their own egos and, and salve their own conscience, mm. you know, there's all he's already got Jazza, he's already got Jim, he's already got plenty of people doing a better job. Yeah, yeah, either way.
1: Very good point. They're just messing everything up, aren't they? Right royally. Annoying. conversely,
2: I was once walking through the horse fair in the main part of Bristol and on a hot Saturday afternoon and I was in my mid-twenties and there was a guy who looked quite normal, probably, you know, in his fifties, sixties, lying on the floor in a suit and everyone was walking past him. And it was like that scene in Midnight Cowboy when <laughs> John Voigt first gets to New York and I got about 50 yards up the road and I was like, no, something's wrong there. So I went back and I rolled him over and I'm like, are you all right, mate? And the guy tried to punch me. (laughs) And then I said, oh, okay. And I kind of leant back. And then he went, kill him, kill him, kill him. Had he had the only joke as well?
1: (laughs) 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 But did you think it was weird that he just got a little ticking off and that was it? He
2: didn't. It wasn't quite a ticking off, was it? Nothing formal was happening. Mm. He's,
0: he's. I think it's Kerry's point, but then also I agree with Matthew. There's a kind of reputational, um, and you know, like he he's stunk it up, hasn't he, pretty badly. Like you know, that's that his relationship with his boss has got to be shot. Yeah,
2: that's not. I mean, that's an inspector, isn't it? Is that's not the same woman that came in and like cuffed Kirsty and shoved her face down on the kitchen table? Was it in front of Roy?
1: No, that was Pat. Remember? No, I. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, do you remember I...
2: that there was someone who came in and just said that they were arresting her as being complicit? Yes,
1: actually, yes, yes, yes. And I do remember? I don't know
2: if that was that character because today's character was in the inspector, wasn't it? it was the it was the boss? Mm. Whereas I think the other one was detective. Uh. I mean, you know, I mean, Harrison. I mean, really, Harrison should just be litter picking on the green by now, shouldn't he? Oh <laughs> He failed to detect that that scarecrow was Alice. I mean, he's just bloody useless. Of course. Or just try, just like sitting there with the speed gun, nicking Brian every other week.
1: Yeah, that's what so- someone on Twitter said. He's just go. He should be on traffic, and that's it. Like, just get him away from these cases. I
2: like the way that he decided to bring it up with Kirsty just before like the the rehearsals or whatever. He was like, "Can I have a word?" And she was like, "We're starting in five minutes." And he was like, "This won't take long." You're a- Prick, hand me my <laughs> Jesus robe.
1: Yes, he's Jesus, isn't he? Oh God, uh, it's weird that Linda hasn't sent any of them the script as well, isn't it? I'm sure there's something about that. Do you think they're in rap or something? And we're going to hear Harris <laughs> Harrison and Roy rapping.
2: Yeah, well, if you're going to get someone rapping or MCing, get Russ in. I hear he's an old hand at.
1: I'm not looking forward to him. In future episodes, really beating himself up about it to Fallon.
0: Oh, that'd be boring. Yeah, because oh, we've already, yeah we already had the we already had the big kind of uh, oh I don't know if I'm any good Fallon all this sort of stuff. <laughs> when, and then and then of course there was the uh, uh, the radio, radio Harrison where the whole village ended up banging their pots like a demented you know um oh, Ferrard. Isn't Fallon
2: just going to be too concerned with Natasha moving in on her domain? As we heard in tonight's episode, like Fallon um, is going to lose part of the uh, the orchardy outside part of the tea rooms to Natasha's... Oh, who,
1: um, who knows where she's going to end up? She seems to be just eyeing up every spare space, doesn't she? Isn't there isn't there
2: a wonderful like Kate, you know, Silence of the Lambs style thing going to happen here with Kirsty and Philip? Like she's going to keep visiting him, and it's it's going to be what. You know, what's the can- the character? Cannibal Lectern, isn't it? <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> get Michael Sheen on the case. <laughs> I still get people liking that, you know, even now. Liking the Michael Sheen Yeah, it's video. like my silver jacket
2: tweet. I get about, you know, 50 likes a day and it just keeps rolling over.
1: <laughs> oh, dear. Talking
0: of social media, mm-hmm. Kerry, what is our Twitter handle oh very Where,
1: good how, people, <laughs>
0: <laughs> how should people get in touch with us on the social medias
1: very smooth um on twitter it's at the cider shed pod
0: mm. um and you you said uh you gave us some good news didn't you you said that we we've uh, we've got prodigious numbers now
1: mm, we do yeah we're way over uh one and a half thousand followers now yeah so that's, that's not bad, seeing as we've only been going since April.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. it's um, it's the the thing the thing with the pod is that, as I as I've always said, like if you imagine the number of people who listen as like you know going to do a stand up gig or kind of like going to like mm. you know in a pub or something, you know, equally whatever, you know, like humble, it's like wow, so it's, it's, it's a lot of people, and yeah. you know. It's, it's it's quite anyway it's it's very exciting trying to um, fit
1: them all in a ballroom exactly
0: yeah that was you know <laughs> uh, um uh, matthew's pantry my my little office we've all got you know a sort of tiny space <laughs> which I'd try and cram people into um emails please 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 um ELA, email us with um, any feedback any suggestions um we've still got to um we threatened to do the Warbis episode, so give us, a, uh, is that something you want? Um, so, yeah, do uh, send us any feedback you got. That would be great. And Matthew, how are we doing on the Instagram and Facebook?
2: Well, Instagram, you can find us at, at the Cidershed pod. It's the same as Twitter. Um, yeah, yeah, we get, have a few followers um, joined us this week. So I'll start posting up some things for the coming pod this week. And we are on facebook at the cider shed podcast that's a facebook group yet yeah, the the kerry episode there's one prevailing question that keeps coming up um i don't know I, 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 I mean no i it got to the point this week where i just had to put in the comments like you know this it's not this admin's tale to tell and everyone was just like ooh.
1: Oh.
2: I, I got a lot of gifts
1: what t- what this that. week
2: well, the question was posted by Lisa Singh on September the 27th. Okay. And that um, question
1: was, go on, just say what it is.
2: She said, why were you depotted from other, in brackets, not nearly as good, close brackets, Archer's
1: podcasts? Okay. Um, that question. Okay. Follow on.
2: You guys keep alluding to it and it's driving me potty, in brackets, question mark, potty with curiosity. <laughs> To very witty and yeah many comments okay. after that and you know i've i've chimed in because i'm a i'm a sociable cove mm. and um yeah i think my last my last comment was like it's not this particular facebook admins tale to tell to be honest mm. and i've got lots of woo i've got can i gifts, including can i speak to the manager <laughs> <laughs> tell me now um oh, this, that, can i speak to the manager was from rob williams uh, tell yeah. me now was from k and um and i've got oh come on from liam p rayner which oh. i think is uh, the guy from saturday night live pretending to be the odious jim jordan the american <laughs> yeah. politician
1: well let's have a little think about that shall we yes
0: well um there's one before we um head off one thing I should say is um, Kerry has managed to pull off what I consider to be t- top three possible coups in terms of potential guests for the show upcoming. Mm-hmm. So we will, I mean, hopefully, it's not, it's not in the bag yet, is it, Kerry? We need to be a little bit, we're a bit optim- well, optimistic.
1: Well we, well, we can go as far as to say the truth, which is what we're always about, which is he, yes, it's a man, has said he will happily come on the pod and we're looking at a date in December yeah, and he's yeah, one right. of our favorite characters.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. And also we'll work out uh, by next week, we'll also work out all the dates we're going to do for Christmas, how we're going to mm-hmm. handle that stuff and have all that information anyway. Yeah. So hopefully next week there'll be information about um, the Kerry pod, about this potential exciting guest and also whether we might, uh, how we're going to handle a Christmas um, break. So yeah, all all to come.
1: Well,
2: Garulus glandarius, I guess.
1: Is that something from Lord of the Rings?
2: (laughs) It's the Latin name for the J.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry, I was watching Lord of the Rings yesterday. It sounded like something from
2: that. (laughs) Yeah, I've had to teach some of my kids that, you know, son of is not how we say it in English. We say that person's son. And they're like, but that's not what it says in Lord of the Rings. I was like, shut it, nerd.
1: (laughs) Anyway, yes. see you next week, everybody.
2: Have fun all. See you, Bye.
1: Hello.